Play Fully, the podcast that talks with the most playful people and asks them how they got to be so playful. I'm Emily Cordy Stroff. Today, we're going to be speaking with Clay Stroff. His work in life is pretty specifically serious as a microbiologist for a drug manufacturing company. He manages the machinations of several labs and makes sure that the humans who work those machines are doing it correctly. But on a less serious day, he is quick to laugh, has a cheery disposition, is one of the only guys I know who will bring tears of laughter to your eyes as a plane is diving through terrifying turbulence and possible death. Welcome, Clay, to Play Fully. Oh, thanks for having me. It's about time. (laughs) Would you say that you're good at playing? Yes. I would say that I'm good at playing. I think that I like to play. I think I like to play more than I like to work. But uh, I do work a lot. Um, Yeah, I I think I'm a good player. I think I can come up with really interesting games. I think that even like standing in line at like the grocery store, I'm kind of playing mind games in which I'm trying to figure out what each person's story is in line. It keeps me occupied, you know, until I have to pay for groceries or whatever. Hmm. Do you ever tell them the story that you've come up with? Have you ever? No, no, I don't tell strangers the stories that are coming up in my head about them while I'm standing in line. Wouldn't that be funny if we just like polled everyone and said, "What did you just come up with?" Was a story for that guy and that guy. Yeah. There'd be a lot of like secret agents or you know, okay, uh, you know, uh, people on the run. Something yes. like that, yeah. 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 People who have just traveled from, you know, some destitute land and or alien um, yeah. planet. planet with, and then they go to Schnooks to go buy, you know, yeah. a six-pack of ding-dongs. Yeah, <laughs> ding-dongs, yeah. anyway. <laughs> just like, yes, I'm 50. <laughs> so is there someone in your past that you learned to play from or who you think of when you think of playing as a child? How'd you get so playful, Clay? Well, that's a, that's a really good question, too. Uh, so, like, growing up, I don't know. That, that would, that's kind of a mixed bag because I grew up, you know, there's such a big age difference between my brother and I, 10 years, and then my sister and I is 13 years. So I, I kind of grew up as an only child. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, until my nieces and nephews were born running around you know i didn't really have a lot of sibling playmates to play with and we lived rurally so everywhere if i did have friends from school or acquaintances that i could go play with i'd have to be dropped off at their house mm-hmm. and so it was always a interesting way of trying to coordinate that mm-hmm. but i would say like there was two people that came to mind immediately who taught me how to play was and they both have similar uh, kind of environments that we would play in. Is one is Leslie Pinion, who is maybe like two miles away from my house. Uh, he had like uh, kind of an open area. It was kind of located on a farm, homestead kind of an area, uh, and they had like 
garages and barns on it hmm. and you could play in those for hours and so that was always fun to do like lots of games of hide and seek he had an older brother and sister that were closer in ages so hmm. it was more people to play with mm-hmm. or um the other person i liked to go to his house was johnny edgar and we used to have all kinds of fun we used to go again he lived on a farm and we used to like play in the hayloft uh oddly enough they have a very similar story of getting hurt in the hayloft. I didn't get hurt. I did. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but it was a, it was kind of a similar story where uh, we were playing up there because you're not supposed to be up in the hayloft. And I think it was myself. Well, as a kid, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, it was myself and Johnny and Lori. And I think Ronnie was with us. And we were all Ronnie's playing. Ronnie's a brother. Ronnie's a brother, older brother, and Lori's Ronnie Johnny. Older. Ronnie and Lori? Jerry, yeah, right, Jerry. I love this family. And then Jerry. Jerry Never met them. Jerry's the oldest, so. Jerry, Ronnie, Lori, and Johnny. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's a very so quintessential American. <laughs> it's very sing-songy names. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, and uh, something happened, and Lori fell through. Yeah. The 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 <clears throat> uh, floor. Of this, we really got to do something about hayloft. So, yeah, we both, Clay and I both grew up in the country and on. Well, I grew up on a farm, and right. I fell from a hayloft, much like Lori. Apparently, yeah. broke my leg. But she didn't break her leg, but she cut her leg pretty mm. bad. And then it was a whole situation of like, we have to cover up the fact that we were not supposed to be in the hayloft yes. playing. Yes. And to cover up this wound that she had on her leg. And she yeah. was, you know, bleeding pretty bad. So, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I would say Leslie and and um, Johnny probably taught me to play the most I'd say, when I was younger. Uh-huh. Yeah. Leslie and Johnny. Sounds like a good um, movie that we should be watching. You know, yeah. fade to the sunset. Yeah, something like that. Climbing trees. Yeah. Uh, I think that if you are wa- uh, listening, <laughs> probably aren't watching. be funny if you were. But if you are listening and you live on a farm and you are a parent or know young people on that farm, maybe just know that they will go and play in the hayloft. A hayloft is like the perfect place to play. Mm-hmm. It really is because it's got hay and straw everywhere. Yeah, it's got it. It's got you know you can like play hide and seek so easily, and you can move stuff around, and it's you know soft most of the time unless you fall through the unfortunate holes that are placed in you know quite a lot in the floor of the damn things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, my public service announcement would be. <laughs> Uh, please reinforce your floors in the hayloft. I mean, I, I don't put know. Hay, put hay on the bottom of the hayloft. Uh, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you do fall, you're falling onto some, something soft. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Have you ever had a period where you played too hard, Clay? Uh, yes. Wow, you're the only one. You're the only person who's ever said yes. Seriously. Really? Yeah. Uh, Most people are like, what's playing too hard? Yeah. Well... My playing too hard is tied with when play becomes work mm. and when play quits being fun uh-huh. and becomes like a pain mm-hmm. to do. So uh, there was uh, one time when I was I was pretty young when we used to go camping. I remember one time my dad like 
got to a campground and on the campground they had a swimming pool and my dad used to be a lifeguard he used to do like a lot of gymnastic things for some reason he used to be a pole vaulter he used to do all these like physical things and he was a great swimmer and he was a great diver and so I guess during this time I showed some aptitude for diving or I had some sort of form that he liked. Uh, you know, I can remember him like rolling out that big wheel on the diving board so you can get like extra height or, you know, you Wait. can bounce really high. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. There's a like on how to do certain diving boards. You can adjust I guess the spring in them, oh, like or, so it's more taut. So it's more it taut, like... or it gives more, so you can get a higher what? bounce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, I we had been swimming, and then like we had, you know, I, we did a couple dives and jumps off the thing, and he showed me how to do a couple of, I think it was like flips or something like that. And then it became like, and it was very fun while we were doing it. But then he was like, "Do it again." Mm-hmm. do it again yeah do it again and i remember it going from like daylight oh. and fading into like twilight and this is in the summertime so i mean oh. we were there for a really long time yeah trying to perfect a dive which right. i can kind of do nowadays i haven't done it in years but i'm i'm never 100%. seen your dive with flip with flip uh well this one was a kind of a dangerous one it's where you stand like facing how can I explain this? So it would be kind of, what you basically do is you jump up. You're you're facing instead of toward the water, you're facing away from the water, mm-hmm. more toward the, like where you get onto the diving board, yeah. and you bounce up, do a turn, flip, and go straight down yeah, yeah. like a toothpick, like head first into the thing. So mm-hmm. you get very close to hitting your head on the board. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you know, I never did hit my head on the board, but I never did quite feel like I was you know, being as straight as I possibly can. And, like, uh, I felt like my dad was, like, the Russian judges from the uh, Olympics. Like, he gets a three, you know. Yeah, right, you know, the cards and everything. Yeah, yeah. So that was a time I think I played too hard. Oh. Uh-huh. quit being play. Do you remember after that, did you let him know that you'd played too hard? Or? Uh, I know that I didn't want to go diving anymore with him. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but uh, you know, he he taught me other kind of dives and and you know continued on. I mean, we used to go down on the river and you know dive off rocks and cliffs there. Oh, I know. So, Don't try this at home. Right? Yeah, it, we're not recommending you do that. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's terrifying. When I first met Clay, one of the first things we did was go canoeing with his family and camping, and and they. Yeah, they stopped at this rock, and they're like, oh, we always jump off of this. I mean, it was probably two stories high off of the river. And I'm looking, you know, as a therapist who's worked in rehab hospitals, and, you know, I kind of know what happens whenever people hurt themselves diving or something like that. And, you know, I'm like, this is water. There's no, you can't see the bottom. Let's, no, if you do that, I am leaving you. That is is how that works. Yeah, and uh, what was interesting, too, is, like, all my nieces and nephews went up there. Yeah, right. We all jumped off, you know, and, and you know, they always want me to, to dive. They always want me to do something, mainly, I think, because my dad used to, like, 
He used to dive off. The, he looked majestic. He would do like mm. swan dives off the top of these things. Now, he would always check the depth of the water before we would do any kind of jumping or anything. So, you know, there there was that caveat that we mm-hmm. knew. And we had jumped off it so many times, we knew that the river ran deep there. Yeah, but yeah. but I understand your concern, you know. So <laughs> I, I chose just to do like a cannonball or something yeah. like that day. Yeah, so. I think you did. You decided not yeah. to dive. No, I decided and not to thus dive. Thus, we're still together. Yes. <laughs> Is play important, Clay? I, I do think it is. Uh, I think it is important because uh, you need something to kind of break up the monotony of life. And so whatever play you're doing, whether it's like practicing the guitar or like, you know, gaming to a certain extent, uh, using your imagination and, and playing and having fun, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be physical like, you know, like running or, you know, racing or anything like that. But I don't know too many people who call running fun. But, <laughs> but I mean, it can be fun, you know. <laughs> I mean, when I used to run cross country, we used to we used to do all kinds of fun things to, like, break up the monotony of running, you know, like, <laughs> right. to, like, not think about, oh, this is really killing us. We can't breathe, you know. <laughs> right. We would uh, sing and we would... Um, I remember this one guy, we told him he always had to run three steps ahead of us, mm-hmm. which actually worked out really well because he became like a really, really great runner. Mm-hmm, your pacer. Yeah, he was like our, he was our pacer and uh, he was younger than was us. Was he stinky? Is that why you said he had to? No, <laughs> he was just like, I don't know why. It wasn't like it was a mean thing. We no. just said, oh no, you got to always run three steps ahead of us. And he was like really fast. Like right. his thing that he would do for playing like when we were at like races, is he would try to anticipate when the gun was going to go off, and he would try to get three steps ahead of when the gun actually was fired, you know. And so sometimes, like when you have a big cross country race, you know, and you have everybody lined up, you can tell when somebody does a false start. But yeah. he would always like do this lean in which he would try to always, and it would always make everybody laugh because we were like, oh my gosh, he's getting away with getting mm-hmm. off before the gun right. was shot, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Yeah, that that's that's the the fun the funness to the mm-hmm. to running. Mm-hmm. What I was thinking is that it's, I mean, I I've been um, interviewing a lot of people who play, you know, their their play day is like you know eighty percent of the time, right? So their day is um, their work is play, and their play is work, and they you know, do it 80% of the time or something, you know, the percentage is very arbitrary. But <laughs> I was just thinking, it's really great to hear, you know, just the, the the thinking of someone who, you know, play is very distinct from your actual role. We've had other people like Rob Davis, too, who, mm-hmm. you know, his work is very, not necessarily play, although he tries to play, of course, but, right, you know, it's kind of, it's fun to hear the different Mixes, because we don't all get to play when we work. Or maybe you think of your work as play. I don't know. Well, I mean, you know, you can always gamify work, Mm. you know, and that's what makes it fun, you know. Got Uh, it. Like, you know, know, if you are doing something that is like a goal of yours, like, I don't know, I'm just going to throw something out. Like, you know, if I have to make 15 widgets in a minute... Mm-hmm. Or something like that. You're like if the I, only one in the world is making widgets. Yeah, I'm just. I, I'm in a widget making factory. You know, <laughs> uh, if if I'm making these, you know, 
you know, you try to make more than 15 in a minute. You know, you try to see if I delay how many I make, can I catch up at a later yeah. period of time, you know. Right, right. Um, those kind of things, kind of, yeah. you know, if you gamify what you're doing, it's 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 play. It becomes play and it, it becomes fun. Do you do that regularly? I used to do that uh, when I worked at a different company. I used to do that a lot. Like I would see how many samples I could process in a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, at that other company too, we uh, would play foosball on our lunch breaks. <laughs> right. So uh, that was also would something you? that was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What makes play fun? I think, you know, for me, what makes play fun is if I can share it with somebody else. If if you can have fun with another person. Hmm. That that makes it even better. Hmm. I mean, you can spoken as somebody who, for a, a big majority of your early life, was playing by yourself. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I never had a playmate, you know, mm-hmm. um, and that was kind of good because I never really had a situation in which you know how when kids start playing together a lot, then it becomes competitive and mm-hmm. then they start fighting yeah. and not really playing you know yeah. like I've seen a lot in siblings I've seen a lot with my own siblings I've seen a lot with my nieces and nephews yeah uh, and different people that you know you can tell that play is really aggravating each other like whoever's right. winning or whoever's doing better or yeah. isn't doing this right then yeah. it becomes a, a situation oh so all you're saying that all of the practice you've had playing by yourself makes you almost like a better sport in play. I mean, we call it sport with like, you know, right. having a little bit of grace whenever you lose the game or whatever, right. which I don't have. I know you know that, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I blame all of my siblings. Yeah. So. <laughs> and having playmates. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> I was just so happy to have a playmate. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> like, go ahead, win. Please, please win. <laughs> just stay. <laughs> Well, I mean, I think I know the answer, of course, but do you think play connects you to others? And how? How does play connect you to others? I know you said, you know, the the thing that makes play fun is the connection with other people. But I I guess I'm just, I would love to hear your thinking about what, what is the kernel (laughs) that gets you connected with another person during play? Well, yeah, I think it's a social aspect. Like, it's it's fun to... One thing it is fun to do, like, let's say you're playing foosball with somebody, you know, or cards. You know, you get that social aspect of, like, kind of the trash talking back and forth. <laughs> or, ooh, that was a real good one, you know. Um, you know, the one reason why I wanted to play Euchre so much is because mm-hmm. of the socialness of it. Like, playing other card games... So, you know, you might have to define what Euchre is, which that'll take, like, another podcast in itself to talk yeah, about. Yeah, for those but... who don't know, go look it up. I'm sure there's, yeah, it, there is a very lengthy... Discussion uh, on that, yeah. YouTube video, probably. <laughs> but, um, you know, one of the things I liked about that was the social aspect of it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, you know, um, sitting around at a table, having, you know, changing partners, uh, you know... Um, having the trash talk, watching how everybody reacts to certain reactions of what card is played, uh, learning other people's tells, their bluffs, yeah, uh, things like that, you know. Um, that Those are the things I really like about yeah. play, and that's how it connects us to each other in that social aspect. Hmm. 
I'm just kind of hooked on the trash talk thing, you know. Yeah. I'm just, I, I just noticed that you don't really trash talk. Hmm. I don't. I don't think you. Well, I mean, maybe you know. My thinking of trash talk is like talking down to the people that you're working, you know, yeah. you're playing with playing or whatever, with, yeah. you know. And I don't find you to be. I think you'll. You can always, you know. Anyway, you can always like give trash talk back if yeah. you get it, but. So, yeah, so trash talking. Mm-hmm. You don't think that I trash talk a lot? Well, and I mean this in no yeah. way to <laughs> offend you <laughs> by saying you're not a trash talker. <laughs> I don't want you to get offended. Yeah, I mean... It, because you, you you vibe it so highly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I mean, like, if I'm playing with Scott, if he's my partner, oh. we tend to, like... It doesn't matter if we're in the hole for so many points. Mm-hmm. We'll still talk trash to everybody, you know. Mm. Um, and by that means, it's not, like, necessarily, like, poking fun of who they are. Mm-hmm. But, right. like, you know, it's it's kind of bringing attention to, like, oh, we're still going to win even though we're 9 to 1. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just need to go, you know, two solo hands alone <laughs> <laughs> and get them to Euchre and then we'll, yeah. we'll win, you yeah. know, so. Okay. I'm going to say something kind of Zach Galifianakis style, or uh, I think you would think of it more as the um, exorcist um, style, but all work and no play. Oh, well, that's easy. Yeah. All work and no play makes Clay a dull boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I knew you'd do that one. I knew that's the bent you would take. Yeah, and, you know, I, I think that we... we pl- we work a lot. I mean, and, and by what I mean is we work a lot. I mean, like, I think a lot of adults work a lot. And that is their identity. Is This is what mm. I do. Yeah. And this is what I am. Right. And, you know, it doesn't give that room for play. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's not The Exorcist. It's The Shining. So. Oh. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Seen the Exorcist. <laughs> <laughs> the Shining. Yeah. It's, it's, anyway, one of those terrifying. Uh, it's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> All work and no play make Jack yeah, a dull boy. boy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all work and no play. Uh, no, I don't think all work is is good. I just don't think it is good. It's not as. Uh, you got to have some fulfilling moments in your life. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think play gives us that. And, you know, like I was talking to you about earlier is when play quits being fun and when it mm. becomes work, mm-hmm. then that's when, you know, the wheels go off the car. You know, mm-hmm. it's not as it's you don't look you're not as excited mm-hmm. to get up in the morning and go do something. It becomes drudgery. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, so. Has play ever felt hard, or does play ever feel hard for you? Yeah, sometimes it does. If I'm not in the mood to play, um, you know, when Zynga was younger, mm-hmm. <clears throat> when she was younger, uh, I didn't mind playing, but it was like you had to play all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, same thing with my niece and nephews were younger. That's all they wanted to do was play. Yeah, and like you know, I was. I was a little bit older than them. And, yeah, you were uh, what ten? Yeah, it was like Maybe yeah. I was, there's there's nephew. like ten years, yeah. ten years difference, eight to ten years difference. 
Uh, and then, you know, they can't really play the first two years of their life. You <laughs> right. know? I mean, it's okay. pretty, pretty boring. You know, they didn't really do a lot. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when it began like a thing where they would interrupt you from like homework or interrupt you from, you know, on the phone talking to somebody, you know, and they wanted to play. It's like, ah, mm-hmm. this is too hard. I can't do this. Um, but yeah, and, and it's funny because now that Zynga's older, like it's also hard to play with her because, you know, she's older and she doesn't want to play with her mom and dad. She doesn't mm-hmm. want to, you mm-hmm. know, run around playing tickle tag anymore. She doesn't want to, <laughs> you know, she doesn't want to do any of those fun things. Yeah. You know? uh, I think it was really fun the other night when we all were doing karaoke. Mm-hmm. I felt like that was a really, that was a really good play. I fun. thought, yeah, mm-hmm. for all of us. Mm-hmm. Good way to spend New Year's Day. A new tradition. Yeah. Yeah. Hiking. As well as uh, seafood stew. Did oh, we yeah. We didn't do very good Yeah, we didn't do very year. good. Yeah. We'll have to implant that mid-January or something. Mid-January? Yeah. Oh. This year? Yeah. Okay. I was going to ask, can you play in your line of work? You kind of mentioned something about how you gamify things. <clears throat> but you also said that at your last work, I mean, it seemed like it was more available to you. So what about this work? Can you, what's changed? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I, you know, I was thinking about when you have a really good day at work and you're, you're accomplishing a lot of goals and it feels like everything is falling into place. That's almost like a perfect game. Mm-hmm. That's like a perfect day. Like... Mm-hmm. You're not having any problems. You're not, uh, you know, uh, documents that you've sent off are coming back. They're ready to mm. go. Uh, yeah. You know, experiments or, or whatever is, is going. It's just running like clockwork. Yeah. That's when it feels like yesterday was a really fun day, you know, because of those things were really getting checked off your list. Got it. Uh, and, and accomplished. Right. You know, you're feeling like, ah, I'm beating the boss for this next level. Yeah. You know. So it's the number of glitches that are... Yeah, I think when, when the game glitches... Yeah. <laughs> and you got to like, ah, oh, the princess is in another castle. I got to go, I got to <laughs> yeah. keep going, you know? Oh, uh, you yeah. know, it's like, a, it, it's like I, I worked so hard to get to this point, and now I'm, I'm three yeah. steps back, you yes. know? Uh, <laughs> that's when the game kind of like, <laughs> it doesn't become play, it becomes work, you know? It's like, yeah, it's oh, I got to figure this out. You know, how yeah. am I going to do this? So. Yeah. And the figuring it out is less play, the problem. Well, or is I, it just a balance? I think it's a balance. It needs yeah. to be a balance. It can't... And I think, too, going back to the whole social aspect of play for me, is when I start isolating and I start mm. thinking about all this myself, then that becomes work. Oh, but when I'm, I'm with a group of people, yeah. it, it uh, really amplifies and, and seems yeah. like it more can be accomplished. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's why you're such a good people supervisor manager. Hmm. Is there such a thing as mean play? <laughs> yes. There but no, is we talk a... about that kind of a lot. Yeah. We see it a lot. You know, when uh, we have a snowball fight, I always, <laughs> I always lay the limits on you. Uh, you can't throw snowballs at the face. You just can't do that. Again, I had five brothers. I, you have to... <laughs> this is how I learned to have a snowball fight. Face in the snow, otherwise nobody wins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> when... 
taunting and teasing and like when it's not just about like when when it feels like you're starting to attack the person that's playing yeah then it's no fun yeah and it becomes mean uh but like gentle teasing like is that play you know, though when I, it becomes mean is it play I don't think so. No. Yeah. No, it becomes something else. Right. So, I mean, I I think that, you know, so many times people will say something and, you know, the other person, you know, will, will be like, oh, that wasn't very kind. That was mean. And people will say, well, I'm just playing, you know. And, and I think, you know, she, they can't take the mean play or they can't take, they can't take play kind of thing. But, you know, the fact is, is that that's not play. Right. Right. But it's a fine line, right? Like, you know, trash talking right. becomes mean, mean, right. not play. Right. And I think that's like a uh, knee-jerk reaction when you say, oh, I'm just playing. Because you don't want the person's feelings to be hurt. Yeah. But then you don't change the uh, timbre of the voice. You don't mm-hmm. change how you're acting. Mm-hmm. You know, you're still shoving their face in the snow and just saying, <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> Fun for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, that's when it becomes mean. But I mean, like, yeah. I think the gentle teasing, like, are you going to throw that card? Oh, mm-hmm. he thought a lot about that card, huh? You yeah. know, or, yeah. you know, just like, even in chess, like, oh, you're going to move that piece there? Oh, yeah. So it's like, what, checkmate in 10 moves? What is that? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Um, I think is allowed. Uh, but it's it's when it, I think it gets into the competition and the overpowering mm. of the other person mm-hmm. and really asserting who's winning, then it doesn't become fun anymore. It's, right. it's you know then you're definitely saying I'm the winner and you're the loser, and it's right. not going to change. It should be called the win lose instead of the game. The game, yeah. Or yeah. it should be called you know win losing the game instead of playing the game. Yeah, right. I think we need to change the way we say it. Because I have to say, like, growing up, <laughs> growing up you know, with, with as many siblings as I grew up with, and, you know, with as much, I mean, we had a lot of just, like, the general um, messages of this is how you play is, you know, somebody wins and somebody loses, and, you know, uh, people will try to win at all costs, right? And... Uh, I think it took I it's t- <laughs> it's taking a podcast where I'm interviewing all these play- <laughs> people to find out like oh that wasn't actually play yeah when I was told was play was not play yeah 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 so, but, and yeah. I bet you I'm not the only one yeah you're not the only one <laughs> who thinks you know that I'm supposed to just like swallow the the mean play the the face in the snow is yeah. just play. It's just playing. Just playing. <laughs> you know, it feels really cold and <laughs> bitter. Because the snow that you're getting shoved out into. <laughs> <No. yeah. laughs> oh. But you know, and I was also thinking too of like, you know, any kind of organized sports that I went into. Hmm. Like, um I didn't really have any team sports that I ran that I hmm. performed in. I mean, I was on a team. Right, but it was more singular. But it was more singular. Like, you know, running, yeah. it's really against yourself. It, it is against other people, but yeah. it's it's against yourself, you know. Right. And and uh, wrestling is, yeah, you have to overpower another person mm-hmm. and score points on them and win. But, I mean, it's you can't 
tag out mm-hmm. and have somebody else come in when you're tired. It's 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 a it's a discipline. It's a it's a combination of the two things. Mm-hmm. You know, and then of course you make points, and then you add those points to your team's points, and that and then team wins that way. Wins yeah, that it's way, yeah. it's less of a in the moment team or other people kind of experience. You know, like you think of basketball as like yeah. you know I'll dribble for a little bit and then I'll pass it and then they'll pass it and then it might come right back to me within the next five seconds or something like that. Yeah, right. And that's like and you're thinking together and trying to communicate on the court with like you know twelve other people or. I don't even know how many people are on basketball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's five and five. It's uh, ten. Yeah. yeah. Ten, okay. Yeah. 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 So. Uh, and then, yeah, so it's like, it's interesting, right? Um, you know, some organized sports become, um, the play is either against yourself or it's with other people. So it's interesting mm-hmm. that you like the, like you, you sort of talk about the connection part that you like about play or that you know mm-hmm. play to you means connection with other people yeah. but you and your younger experience play was very much still very isolated yeah it's still still pretty isolated or the competition maybe was yeah isolated. maybe it wasn't competition against other people yeah. yeah that that being said it's like i'm i'm pretty competitive you know uh <laughs> you know i don't like to lose but uh you know it's just part of life you know um yeah. yeah. What do you like to play that you can play without a device? <laughs> like a device like on your phone? Is that what you're talking about? A phone um, or an object. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, like say at the DMV or the airport or yeah. something like that. Well, I kind of alluded to it earlier. I like to make up stories about people. Yeah. And, you know, and if you're around or Zynga's around, like yeah, I'll say like you know, look at this look at this person in front of us. You know, the mailman. He, you know, he's obviously he's a mailman. Yeah, the last twenty years. Yeah. Not that he's wearing a uniform or anything. But right, you can tell because his like pants are frayed from the dark bite dog bites. You know, right. things like that. Yeah. Uh, um, he only wears his luggage cross ways. Yeah, <laughs> cross body. Yeah, yeah, those those kind of things. Uh, yeah, so that's the thing that I use. So my device would be. Uh, imagination in this case and and i had a lot of imaginative mm. play when i was younger mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um there's a lot of you know there's a tree house that i had that my dad built for me mm. um there was like you know trees to climb there was you know i, I read comic books i I watched movies, you know, I love Star Wars and i would love to imagine myself as characters in there mm. um <clears throat> So, I mean, that, that imaginative play helps me out, like, on a daily basis. Like, yeah. I imagine, like, oh, you know, like, oh, maybe I'm not here. Maybe I'm actually on a different planet. Yeah. Or, I've never been to St. Louis, Missouri before. How cool is this? Uh-huh. Look at this cobblestone street, you know, those kind of things. You know, <laughs> this ruining my Which tires. Which is really yeah. just the potholes. <laughs> yeah, the potholes. Yeah. <laughs> like... The, cars. The river. Cars falling into, yeah. into the streets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is there anyone you know or have known to be really good at playing that I should bring on the pod? You know, uh, I I think somebody should interview you. <laughs> I think that would be oh. that would be a, a flip because you know mm. we're getting little insights on who is Emily. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we're not. Oh, well, get, you we'll know, get to that. We'll, we'll get to the playing stuff. Yeah. I think you would be a good person. Um, I'd like you to interview like my mom. I think my mom's a really good player. That's true. But I love that. 
Well, I mean, your mom is great and amazing, and I know that she has a, a great imagination and really playful. I just like a really playful attitude or something. You know, I feel like mm-hmm. if if you know you, that's how you know. You know, your mom's like ten times more kind of upbeat. You know. Yeah. Though she has these stingers sometimes, but <laughs> I'm wondering. Yeah, what is there a game that is there way it when you were younger like it's so interesting because like most people love to play with their dads. You know, like even Zinger yeah. like oh my dad is the one who helped me play yeah, or yeah. you know, she loved that. But I I love that you you found your mom to be less playful. Cuz yeah. your dad would make you <laughs> die for like hours. I'd be all pruny. I'm still diving into the pool. I'm like, like "Dad." <laughs> You're having fun, damn it. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's a balance in between the two of them. You know, my dad did, he was playful at certain things. Like, he could be playful, and it was almost like he would catch himself being playful, and he would stop. And he was like, oh, oh no, it's, yeah, I can't do that. I got, you know, I got to stop yes. doing that. But, I mean, like, I remember when I was younger, there was some play that we would do together. Yeah. Um, you know. I have to ask another question. Because you just made me think about it. Have you ever caught yourself playing and stopped? <laughs> uh, I have not. Um, <laughs> I mean, you probably could comment to that on if you've caught me playing. No. You just <laughs> and, go right with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that that is something that... I felt like he, and it would come out at different times, you know, when he would do things um, to show like he's stopping playing. But I mean, you know, he would do things like, uh, <laughs> he would like do these little dances mm-hmm. every once in a while. You'd catch him playing, you know, mm-hmm. when he was happy. And he had um, these songs. That he, he yeah, he would have these songs he would make up. I mean, like when Weird Al Yankovic came up, I was like, oh, this is just my dad. I mean, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's making up nonsensical lyrics to uh-huh. like popular songs. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, I do want to say he was the most playful when he was outdoors in nature and mm. he was camping. Yeah. Uh, and we were canoeing and mm-hmm. we were doing all all kinds of outdoor mm-hmm. activities. Yeah. He loved that the most. And and that was I I like to be outdoors too. Yeah. Um, but there's a little little sadness though because I'm like, oh, dad doesn't get to hang out and do this stuff anymore yeah because um, he died because yeah 20 years ago yeah 20 years ago so yeah so yeah there's that little there's that little kind of oh oh that's sad yeah, yeah. you know kind of thing um but uh yeah so i mean that would be a time in which you know he was probably the happiest you know when well he was so you know what i asked was what was it that your mom did that was so oh, playful. Yeah, my yeah, mom. Yeah, it's interesting that you yeah. kind of... <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Yeah, sorry about that. that it, no, it's, kind of it's great that it's your mom. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think I really even it's talked refreshing. about my mom that much, but like she she knew how to play the guitar. She learned how to play the guitar mm-hmm. from scratch. Mm-hmm. She played the piano. She was self-taught on the piano. Um, she always had a song when I was when I was growing up, whenever she cleaned the house. Um <laughs> She would put like we used to have these record players. I don't know if anybody knows about that now on a podcast, but we used to have these record players in which you could stack like seven albums on top of each other, or even mm-hmm. more, maybe ten. It always seemed like it was like a brick of albums on top of this thing. And as the 
one side of the album stopped, the record arm would come off, and then another one would drop down, yeah, and then it yeah. would start. And my mom had one of those too. Yeah, yeah. and I, I used to love hearing her sing and listening to uh, uh, music um, yeah. while she was doing that. And she always like she would tell me about stories of when she was a kid, or she would tell me about things she used to do on the farm. But she always had like a song or a joke or a story, mm-hmm. you know, to tell. She does. Um, she always has one. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she can always remember back to another time and then give you a little insight into mm-hmm. to her life. Mm-hmm. And that was always fun for me. Yeah, to, she's a storyteller. Yeah. Like you. Yeah. I guess I could be a storyteller. Yeah, I could tell some stories. Mm-hmm. You were. But, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's something that I think I got from both of them. Mm. You know, didn't want to leave too much out of that. Mm. But. <laughs> well... Thank you, Clay. Thank you for letting me just dig into that brain a little bit more and find out your play and learn all about your family. Thank you. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Like I said, it's about time. (laughs) It's about time. It is the time. It's our time, baby. Our time. Now, I want you to get out there and play, everybody. Let's build a world that's a little lighter, a little less harsh, and a little more connected. Let's build the world that we want to have. And don't forget to follow Playfully on Spotify or Apple or wherever you're listening right now. Our episodes come out on Wednesdays every week so you can get inspired to play right over that hump through the rest of the week. I'd love to know what you think. So would you please leave me a comment And if you like the episode, share it with one or two others. And take care, everybody.